You're listening to Bo and Dave's excellent podcast, Chicago's podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bo and Dave's show or Facebook.com forward slash The Bo and Dave Show. Buckle up, bitches. It's about to get juicy. episode number 93 bill and dave's excellent podcast i am dave i'm your host and this show is going to be twice as cool as our show normally is because we have two guests not one but two guests technology 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 how cool is that we can talk to two different people in two different places at the same time and i'm excited to roll that technology out zoom have you heard of it zoom it's awesome check it out i'm sure you guys are probably zoomed out by now but So yeah, I don't want to waste any of your time, and we'll get right to it. We'll go to the phones right now where we have the writer, along with the director of Rainbow's End. It's a new movie coming out exclusively this weekend on Less Flicks Video On Demand. You can check it out there. I have the writer and the director, both of them, Jennifer Cooney and Tracy Wren. Thank you guys so much. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, David. Thank you so much for having us. Of course, of course. This uh, this opportunity to have you guys on was really exciting to me um, because, A, I saw the trailer, and it's tremendous. So, first of all, congratulations on the film. And, uh, Jennifer, this is your first uh, feature, right? It is, yes. This is my first feature film written and produced, yep. I was uh, I was super excited doing a bunch of research about this, and i just curious if you can maybe go into a little bit how – you ran into uh, Joe Orlandino because I, I realized he, he played a big role in this too. Yes. He's the producer from Atlas media ventures that brought this all together. Um, it was very synchronistic the way I got involved with this. Uh, a friend of mine from France in a screenwriting class saw his job posting on stage 32.com looking for a writer for a lesbian family drama. And my friend sent it to me and said, Hey, thought of you. And I, just sent Joe my my phone number and said, hey, I think I'm the screenwriter you're looking for. Give me a call. Never thinking for a second that I would hear from him. And that night at dinner, I got uh, an unknown Chicago number calling me and I almost <laughs> fell off my chair. I said, this is him. And we talked for 45 minutes and we just hit it off right off the bat. And he told me the story he wanted to tell and the characters he wanted to tell it with. And it was as if I knew them already. And it was just a very magical, flowing relationship that we've had since then. Yeah, and uh, let's talk about the premise a little bit. Uh, it's about a prominent lesbian couple. They adopt a child, right, that is diagnosed uh, with a predisposition for violence. And uh, I realize this takes place in the 90s, and, and, and that was a real thing back then, if I remember correctly. I mean, I don't want to date myself here, but I feel like that was a real thing. Yes, back in the 90s, um, 47XYY was very much misunderstood because of skewed research. And it it was believed that it caused a predisposition for violence and aggression in 
and boys. And that's when our movie starts. They bring this boy, Bo, home. He's at the age floor and he starts uh, showing lots of unruly temperaments and behaviors and he gets diagnosed. They find out that he has an extra Y chromosome. And then as our story progresses over the next 15 to 20 years, so does the evolution of the understanding of 47XYY. And it comes to be a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point. Wow. And and was that part of the original storyline or at what point does does that part of it get get added in? Because I thought that was a really interesting uh, addition, I guess. Yeah, I think the role of XYY in Rainbow's End has evolved since he hired me to write it five years ago, because even five years ago, it was still believed that it was causing this predisposition. And if you go online and look today, it's very hard to find any website that says that. And that's how fast the evolution is happening with the understanding of this disorder. And, uh, but that was always part of the story. Right on, right on. And, and Tracy, uh, how did you get involved with this project? Well, I fortunately uh, met uh, Joe um, at the American Film Market. Um, we were introduced uh, really by telephone and then we met up there. This was, you know, about, I guess, four years ago. And uh, we, you know, just had a great conversation. And Joe said, I'd love to do a project with you. And we kept in touch. And then one day he called me and said, I think I might have something. And, um, you know, have you done any uh, family movies, which, you know, of course I have. And uh, at that point, I had just finished a short with Ed Asner called Autism and Cake about a grandfather who spends a day with his autistic grandson. And so I sent that to Joe and he really loved it. And I got hired and then I got, I got to read the script and, you know, that was really fascinating. And I thought, Oh, this is so interesting. And, you know, really liked the characters and they were complex and there was just a lot of good stuff there. That's awesome. And yeah, I understand that you, you played a role in, in bringing Ed Asner uh, onto the project or, or at least getting him involved. Um, yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Uh, 100% really. I, I contacted Ed and his daughter, Liza, and said, hey, I think there's a great part for you in this script I'm, I've been asked to direct. And uh, so Ed read it and he liked it. And so then I, I kind of, you know, passed the ball over to Joe and they worked something out. And, you know, Ed was on set for only one day. He flew in from, uh, from Los Angeles to Chicago and they put him up in the Drake in the president's suite. And he came to set the next day. Um, I asked that he come two hours late so that we could have everything ready to go. All the cameras were set up and he sort of just walked in like Dr. DeBakey and sat down on set and ate the prop food and it was all good. And he was phenomenal. <laughs> Ed Asner's got to be, he's got to have a hundred million stories. I mean, he's just a legend and, and how cool, Jennifer, to have a legend be a part of a project, your first project of all. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was something that I could actually have my grandmother be proud of me for. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's so awesome. And then, I mean, that's the other thing I want to touch base on is, is the cast and, and, and Sean Young, another uh, phenomenal actress. Um, maybe people know her from Blade Runner. My generation knows her from Ace Ventura, but I mean, 
again, another big, another huge name for, for your project. And, and, uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. What was uh, your reaction when you find out that Sean Young signs on Jennifer? It was amazing because she signed on really early. Like she kind of was one of the first big puzzle pieces to to snap in and to have her come onto this project and, and say yes, just based on the script was, it was a pinch me moment for sure. And then having her on set and hearing her bring my dialogue to life, it was it was like nothing ever. It was unbelievable. Honestly, having both of them, all of the cast really, but since we're talking about Sean and Ed, uh, having them bring the dialogue to life was an absolute dream. It was unbelievable. Yeah. That's, and I think too, uh, as I understand you were pretty, you were on set a lot while they were shooting, which I know isn't always the case. And, and I'm curious, Tracy, um, how is it as a director having the having the writer be on involved? Was there any conflict of interest, or did you guys butt heads at all? <laughs> I won't listen. I'll block my ears. <laughs> um, you know, we we mostly. Uh, I guess uh, there were times when we might have not seen it exactly the same way, but we we worked it out. We got on the same page pretty quickly. Uh, we didn't have much time for one thing, but. Um, that's for sure. And then uh, Jennifer was really busy doing lots of other things, like um, you know, helping all the other different departments and and organizing things. So she she was there, but um, a lot, you know, she wasn't, you know, in my face or anything. It, it was actually wonderful because um, so I'm one of the few people on set who's actually a parent, and uh, that a lot of the things that happened to me that happened seemed to me just things that happen to ordinary parents. But at the same time, Jennifer would come up sometimes and she, or we'd hear from, you know, offset and she'd say, Oh, um, my, my straight meter's going off. My straight meter's going off. And she'd run on set and I'd say, what's wrong? What's wrong? And so it, it, I thought we worked together pretty well, actually. At the end, Yeah. We definitely found our groove for sure. A good team effort. So, it, you know, it was great. That's awesome. And, and we also worked with the script together before, we got on set. We spent a, a good few months tweaking and refining and we took a character out and we, I think we gave a motorcycle to Mayor Haggerty and there were little things we did. So we knew what we were coming into. There were, there were very few surprises as far as the cast and dialogue and all that. Mm-hmm. And I, it's always an interesting thing. Another thing that always interests me too, when I talk to writers that, 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 that have projects that, that wind up being films or TV shows is, you know, when you're writing it for years and rewriting it and rewriting it and rewriting it, um, do you have like a, um, a character, like who should play this character in your head? And did that, did any of those things line up? Like an Ed Asner, for example, he's a pretty strong character, uh, just in anything he does. And, and is that kind of like the, the type of person you had in mind for that, for his role? I couldn't have imagined how perfect Ed Asner was for that role. And the same goes for Sean Young. Honestly, I, part of my, my writing process is choosing actors and kind of putting their picture on my monitor and just channeling their essence into a character. I'll do that for the main characters. So I didn't necessarily do that for uh, Sean or Ed's character to have like a, a visual in mind, um, just kind of an essence. And when they brought that essence to the character, it was so far beyond what I ever could have imagined. It was amazing. That's cool. Um, mm-hmm. 
one thing we always try to do on this show is find a connection between our guests and uh, our city, Chicago. And this was obviously an easy one for us. And this is one of the things that jumped out. You guys use so many Chicago actors. Um, you filmed, from what I understand, you, you filmed, I don't know if you filmed the whole thing here, but um, mm-hmm. maybe talk All about that a little bit. The whole thing? That's awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I, when I flew in from Santa Monica, it was about, was it four degrees? I can't remember. I actually insisted that... Uh, that uh, Norman come pick me up at the airport. Cause I said, I'm just, I haven't been around weather that cold in so long. It was February and really, really cold. Um, but you know, actually David, I grew up in Evanston. Oh, so right. I, I Chicago pretty well. And it, it was so much fun to be back. And I stayed in my parents' apartment and they, they weren't there. They were out here, uh, but I, I got to go to orchestra hall, uh, the day before they, the orchestra went on strike. So that was just a fluke. And I went to the opera, our, our costume uh, designer uh, was uh, Sam, uh, Sam, Sam, Sam Yonan. Yonan. And she's the costume designer for the lyric opera. Yeah. And I got to go to the art Institute. So I, I just loved being back there. It was just a blast and Chicago's so pretty. And I, I know we appreciate any time a project that we have like kind of an like Chicago. Well, you know, like we have kind of an ownership over projects that are done here, you know, and it's kind of like this is we're going to claim ownership of this project. I'm sure of it. Um, you guys got Christian Stolt in there, who we all know from oh, Chicago Fire. And oh who's, my God, he was phenomenal. Oh, I would so love to work with all of them again. But he was amazing. I didn't know him before. He just and, and he's actually a neighborhood guy. I don't think he's far from where we do the show here. He, he usually frequents some of the establishments here pre-COVID, of course. But um, but yeah, so so you also have a lot of... Our, oh, sorry, go ahead. Me, one of our actors was a professor at Northwestern. And uh, she was phenomenal, too. I mean, they all were. They were all great. You know, one thing that Chicago actors have a reputation for is really uh, loving to rehearse and really getting to know their characters well before they get on set. Whereas LA, it's more like, you know, there's a sort of TV mentality and like, oh, we'll, you know, we'll rehearse while they're setting up the lights. And, you know, so <laughs> it was fun to work with so many really dedicated people. I, I think it's, uh, it's we, we think we have the best actors in, in the country here. So I, I you know, I, that's... I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, mm-hmm. I did bring one other friend on uh, set that I've worked with before who's a great actor, and that's Kurt Kelly Kahn. And he's an L.A. actor. And um, <clears throat> I actually hope to make a feature with him uh, called um, It Just Came Out, in which Kirk is the lead. But he has a very famous grandmother. His grandmother was uh, Juanita Moore, who was nominated for an Oscar for her role as the grandmother in Douglas Sirk's uh, Imitation of Life. Holy so cow. He comes from a really big acting family and uh, he's he was awesome. They were, let's see, he played, um, Kirk played Tim Becker, who was a, a friend and colleague of Hannah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And then, you know, you, you mentioned awards. You guys took home, uh, was it a, a viewer's favorite award 
recently, yeah, right? Yeah. For this film? Yeah, in the, the Q-Flix uh, Philadelphia Film Festival, we took home audience favorite feature film, which was amazing. And we were also nominated for the Cardwell Grand Jury Award, which is their biggest award in the festival. And there were over 100 films in the festival this year because they oh combined several of them to be a virtual uh, festival. So that was a huge honor. That's that's awesome. Well, I, I want to say about the music, too, that the music was composed by um, Enzo De Rosa, who is Italian. And uh, the, all of our music was recorded on real instruments by an orchestra. Are you? How often does that happen anymore? I don't know. Not often. I mean, not that often. Is, I, I'm a violin player and, you know, I, I just, I was blown away by that. And then Joe and Enzo wrote a song called falling what, called what falling falling. It's based on the theme of, of Hannah's theme in the movie. And they just recorded that with the Prague. Philharmonic. Philharmonic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how uh, I think people are people often forget about music when you're watching a film or, or anything for that matter. But really, it's 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 a character, a main character. You know, it sets the scene, it sets the emotion for a scene. And and uh, the one uh, some friends uh, and I were joking around uh, about recently was just in like something silly, like the show Full House or something, where every time you know a serious talk is coming because the music changes, you know, and, and it can have <laughs> yeah. that kind of an effect on, on a project, good or bad. So that's amazing that you had, that you had that experience. Yeah. Enzo was incredible. He's such an inspired, heart driven human being. It was really great working with him. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about the, uh, it, the movie's release. It's coming out uh, this weekend, March 8th. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I know things change, but I believe yes, that's March 8th. Yep. Yeah. Monday, which is International Women's Day. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so, yeah. And it's going to be on uh, Less Flicks Video On Demand, which you can nowadays you can get, I think, anywhere. You can get that on Roku and, and, and anything, I think. Yes. Right? You can get it on Roku, Amazon, iOS phones, Apple TVs. It's available. You could get the app on all of those platforms and it's available exclusively on Less Flicks. Or you could also just go to letsflix.com and find the Rainbow's End page and rent it from there as well. Yeah, we'll be, and we'll be sure to share it too. Uh, if, if you're if you're listening on iTunes or whatever, we'll have the, the link to the show notes and you can click there. Um, are you guys still doing the Q&A after the premiere? Because that yes. sounds super cool. Yes, that's going to be great. Yes, the um, there'll be a, a live watch party for the release and then the Q&A with the, the entire cast and some of the crew. Very cool. And, and, and another thing too, is there's a, uh, it's rainbowsend.com is the website. I'm sure some of this information, or if not all of it, you'd be able to find there if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes. Yes. So, On our website. And then also any of our social media. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, I know Jennifer, you're, uh, at, uh, half Jack snap on Instagram and Twitter, uh, at Tracy Wren on Twitter for Tracy, the director. I, I I have a website on Wix. Uh, it's just Tracy Wren. Tracy Wren, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, that's good to know. Put that on there too. Um, yeah. So, guys, congratulations, and uh, I'm I'm super excited about the film. I can't wait to see it, and uh, and cheer on our our hometown uh, actors, and and uh, I'm excited for you guys, and and Jennifer especially uh, on your first feature. That's so awesome. There's going to be more to come. You have so much in the queue. It looks like you've got so many things ready to go. 
I do. I got, I got lots of things going on. Very exciting. But thank you. This is, this is a huge, exciting, monumental moment. So I can't wait to share it with everyone. Very cool. And uh, so when, when, when this premieres over the weekend, do they give you guys numbers? Like after the premiere, are you going to be watching that or or are you going to stay away from that kind of stuff? I don't know. I, I never, I, that never crossed my mind, but um, sure. I'll do it if they want to. Yeah. That, that would be fun. Um, it was, it was a really um, exciting and fun project to be part of. This was my third feature. So I, um, I'm glad, I'm glad it was not my first directing feature because it, you know, we moved very quickly. There were a lot of actors, there were very established actors and, you know, I, I think, um, I think we, we, I think we did great. I think it was a lot of fun. Well, I'm excited for you guys and, uh, and we'll be thinking about you this weekend. It's, uh, rainbows We'll share all that stuff. Um, and, uh, Jennifer, Tracy, thank you guys so much for spending time with us. Um, we know time's valuable, so we appreciate you spending a little years with us. And uh, I hope David. I hope to keep in touch, and uh, we'll we'll maybe see the next uh, project you guys have, and have you back on. Yes, please. This has been great. Thank you so much. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Thank you. Right. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. There you go. Rainbows End is the name of the movie, and it's B E A U. Go to rainbowsend.com for all things about the movie. You can follow Jennifer Cooney, the writer, on Instagram and Twitter at Half Jack Snap. You can follow Tracy Wren, the director, at Tracy Wren on Twitter. And uh, you can check her out on Wix, Tracy Wren there. As always, make sure you give them a follow. Tell them you heard about them here on our show. Don't forget the movie premieres on Less Flicks VOD this weekend, March 8th. And afterwards, it's going to be a Q&A session featuring the cast, Janelle Snow, uh, Amanda Powell, Ed Asner, Sean Young, Christian Stolt. They're all going to be there along with Jennifer and Tracy. And it uh, sounds like maybe even Joe Orlandino, the producer, he's going to be there. We talked about him too. Yeah, so go check it out and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to subscribe and rate us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bill and Dave Show or Facebook.com forward slash The Bill and Dave Show.